Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production. Available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on Demand. I see a lot of people are very upset about the Team Canada list for the World Juniors. That's the way they were doing it 20 years ago, and I think that's the way they're still doing it. Connor Bedard struggling statistically, if he is struggling, that didn't matter to Hockey Canada. And we, 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 we knew this. We said this a few weeks ago. Hockey Canada can see how good the kid is. It's not about, it's not about numbers. Why do we get sucked into this every year at this time? This is the Rod Peterson Show. That absolutely is. Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to the RP show and the beautiful campus right there of Trinity Western University in Langley, British Columbia. It's another split squad edition of the RP show. Episode number 625 of Canada's daytime sports talk show. And it's a very, very busy show today. I think producer Clark tweeted out uh, five guests on the program today. And uh, we're going to get to the moose in a moment. The NFL Network, Cynthia Freeland's going to join us. The analytics expert from the NFL Network, Cynthia Freeland's going to be with us. Jamie Nugobauer, uh, hockey broadcaster to the stars, biggest Leafs fan I know, a Toronto kid, and the voice of the Notre Dame Hounds. Uh, the head coach of the Vancouver Giants, Michael Dick, is going to be with us. Hockey Canada coach as well. And uh, from Trinity Western University, a couple of their athletes, Allison Jackson, and Natalie Gobriel, a couple of Olympians, are going to be joining us from Langley, B.C. And let's bring in the moose now. The only difference for me is I've changed my chair, Darren. I'm not sure if you can tell. I'm a little <laughs> taller in the seat. Uh, but you have changed locations from yesterday. What can you tell us about it? Yeah, we've switched over to the showroom. This is the showroom at the Applewood Motors Performance Center here in Langley. And big partner of the Spartans. So that's the tie-in, right? is uh, these guys are, are great partners of the, of the hockey program and, and what Barrett's doing here at Trinity Western. And uh, it's a comfy place to be, I'll tell you. They, they had the Lamborghini fired up over this shoulder, you know, about 40 minutes ago to get it into the shot. And uh, so it's a good place, nice and comfortable today. Well, you fit in very well right there. Well, let's jump into uh, the sports talk because that's what we're here for. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? <laughs> We're going to start with Major League Baseball, and we talk about on this program how we use analytics. It doesn't necessarily dictate what we talk about, but it's a nice little tool. And our content creator, Nelson Vo, you know this, Darren, because you're in the meetings. He says, by far and away right now, our most viewed videos on Twitter and YouTube have to do with Major League Baseball, the Buck Martinez interviews and the Greg Zahn interviews. And how about this? I, I, so I was going to open with this anyways. But people are loving our Major League Baseball talk. And MLB plunged into its first work stoppage in a quarter century when the sports CBA expired last night. And owners immediately locked out players in a move that threatens spring training and opening day. The strategy, management's equivalent of a strike under federal labor law, ended the sports labor peace after 9,740 days over 26 and a half years 
Teams decided to force the long-anticipated confrontation during an offseason rather than risk players walking out during the summer as they did in 1994. You don't remember, but we do. Us longtime Expos fans was the best Expos team ever, and all of a sudden the players walked out and the season ends. And the Expos get denied what everybody thought was a surefire World Series. Players and owners had successfully reached four consecutive CBAs without a work stoppage until last night, but they've been accelerating towards a clash like this for more than two years. That's our number one topic. It's what everybody's talking about. Blue Jays, a very big deal in Canada. We are Canada's daytime sports talk show, but I mean, in any major market, it's the Marlins here where I um, hang in my hat, Darren. It's a really big deal. And it's before I get your take on this, it has brought about our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, and it is, do you expect the 2022 Major League Baseball season to start on time? And interestingly enough, moments ago, I checked the Twitter results. It was like 57% of respondents said, no, they don't expect the MLB season to start on time because of this lockout. And on YouTube, uh, actually close to 80% said, yeah, they do. So that just tells me, Darren, that people are very split on this. I'm not sure how many people really saw it coming. The uh, ardent, hardcore fans did. I don't think the casual fans saw it coming. Coming out of a pandemic with 1.4, was it $1.4 billion handed out ahead of the end of the CBA on Wednesday in free agency, and now this? The one article or the one comment that I read out of all of this, which upset me a little bit, was... It said nobody's losing money in MLB. Not the owners, not the teams, not the players. Nobody's losing money. So we go back to, we've been saying it for decades, millionaires fighting over money. Now it's getting close to billionaires fighting over money. I'm not very happy about this. That's my take, but I do expect them to get it done. That's why they did it tonight or last night, first night, first day of December, and not let this linger and get it done. But what's your take? Yeah, that's that's the sense I get, and that's what you hear is that it was a tool. Let's do this now. Let's get some pressure on this, get it resolved, so it's not something that you know forces the season to be delayed. But you know, it's interesting. I think there's a lot of confusion around you know the financials of the game. You know, we see these deals, hundred million dollar deals, three hundred million dollar deals being signed, thirty million a year, forty million a year for players, and then you have you know, some players that are making over 40 million a year. And then you have the Baltimore Orioles whose entire payroll is less than 40 million a year. You know, so there's a big discrepancy. You have Major League Baseball players making a lot of money. You have minor league baseball players sleeping five to a house. Um, there's a, there are issues. So, you know, to try and tighten things up a little bit and get the wage gap shortened a little bit, to get the teams, you know, playing in a, a little bit more of a, you know, tighten gap in terms of financials i think that's on the table but that's for them to sort out if it's like you said millionaires and billionaires fighting over money then away they go but if if they're not losing money then baseball's still in an okay spot but that's surprising to me a little bit that was the one comment that i took out of it none of them are losing money and uh, it's very unfortunate but i'll say it again our ratings indicate because we have people that are on top of this our MLB talk is the highest rated, followed by our NHL talk, and then CFL and NFL are about neck and neck. How about that? So moving on to yeah. point two, Austin Matthews scored three times to register the fourth hat trick of his career as the red-hot Toronto Maple Leafs thumped the Colorado Avalanche 8-3 Wednesday night. Johnny Tavares had a goal and two assists for Toronto 
who's now 17-6-1. We Willie Nylander also scored and set up another. Jack Campbell made 28 saves. The Leafs have won five straight and 15 of their last 17. Meanwhile, in Edmonton, down four defensemen and outshot and outplayed for the bulk of the game, the Oilers were still able to earn a big win over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Connor McDavid had a goal and three helpers, and Zach Hyman had two goals as the Oilers stole a 5-2 victory over the Penguins on Wednesday. Connor Yamamoto and Evan Bouchard also scored for the Oil, who won their third game in a row and improved to 9-1 and one on home ice despite getting outshot 34-22. And that's how reading the score sheet doesn't necessarily tell the story. Now, I didn't watch this game. I'm out here on the East Coast. You're over there on the West Coast. You watched that game. I would wake up this morning and go, 5-2, Oilers, spank Pittsburgh, Bob's your uncle. And you're sitting there going, no, Dave Tippett's upset, and this is why the Oilers are not a legitimate Stanley Cup contender, and you're going to have to explain to the people, Darren, why. Yeah, this is it. Now, Zach Hyman had a, his first career hat trick last night called back because of an offside challenge. But, no, this is, a, you know, this is what the Oilers do, and now they've got enough high-end talent to do this, but it hasn't seemed to translate to the playoffs. They got outworked for most of this game. They lost all the board battles. Didn't control puck possession. You know, Miko Koskinen had played very well. He's put together a couple of really nice starts for Edmonton. Just, you know, Edmonton got beat last night. It won't show up on the scoreboard, but Pittsburgh outplayed him. And then what happened is little moments opened up in the game. And this is where the high-end skill of the Oilers is, is so valuable because a little, little, little seam opens up and bang, it's in the back of the net. You know, one little rush, bang, power play, and then you get a power play goal. So they're able to bail themselves out by playing poorly for 50 minutes of the game by putting together these little 30-second spurts and capitalizing when you do so. So that doesn't seem to happen in the playoffs because those holes don't open up. Those power plays don't happen in the playoffs. So all these little things that bailed the Oilers out during the regular season, they don't happen in the postseason. So they've got to figure those things out. And that was backbreaking for Pittsburgh, you know, when Edmonton would go up one nothing, and then they'd go up 2-1, and then they went up 3-2. Every time those little moments happen, it's like, what do we got to do? We've just been in their end for six minutes, and then they go and score. So that got deflating, and then all of a sudden, it's 4-2 and 5-2, and the game's over at the end. So the end of the game looked pretty good if you just tuned in for the third period. But, you know, those are the hmm. little things that Dave Tippett won't be happy about today. He continues to harp on all the same things. It's like Groundhog's Day for the Edmonton Oilers. Um, just checking in, I'm, I'm opening up Taco Time viewer takeover a little early. Uh, from James in Border, Manitoba, says, Good morning, go Blue Bombers. From Sean McCormick in the Game Plus control room in Tirana, says, Good morning, RP team. Loving that B-roll off the top of the show. Great shots, Moose. So at least somebody appreciates it, Darren. Uh, Sean from Game Plus is appreciating your work. I could get some nice shots, too, if you want, for where I'm at. I just don't want to rub it in. From Mike Horgan, he says, Hey there, squad and show. Checking in from Mississauga, Ontario. 905 from Scott Powell. He says, Scott and Sherry say hi from Hudson, North Carolina. Carlos Legena checking in says, hello from Indianapolis. From our VP of Sim Events, Nelson Hackowitz says, MLB will start on time. ESPN was pushing this morning that it would start on time. And again, that's why they're doing it now. So not to alarm anybody but we absolutely believe that the MLB will start on time. Darren in Salt Lake City, Utah, watching, says, uh, if they don't want to tick off the fans, 
MLB would be well served to handle this as soon as possible. But this is the one thing that the fans don't notice, but the owners and players do. Darren, when they're not playing games, nobody makes money. Right? That is a fact. That's right. Right? That's a fact. So that's why they're all that's why they're all gonna want to play. Now, moving on. How about those Anaheim Ducks? How about that? By the way, it's 11-11 back in the rectangle. And Manitoba. Troy Terry scored his 15th goal during Anaheim's four-goal second period, and Trevor Zegras and Sonny Milano had three assists apiece in the Ducks' 6-5 victory over the Vegas Golden Knights on Wednesday night. Ricard Raquel, Josh Manson, and Hampus Lindholm also scored in the second period for the Ducks, who have won 11 of 15. And who called the Ducks being this hot out of the shoot? This guy. Chris Kreider well scored his 16th goal. And Igor Shesterkin stopped 33 shots to help the New York Rangers beat the Philadelphia Flyers 4-1 Wednesday night for their fourth straight win. Adam Earns scored the decisive goal in a shootout in Detroit, won its fourth straight by beating Seattle 4-3. It looks like the pumpkin has shown up at midnight. The uh, Cinderella's Uber showed up. She's going home. Kraken losing 4-3. And JT Miller scored and added two assists to lead Vancouver over skidding Ottawa 6-2. we got a few minutes left here in the quick six. My, my uh, quick six includes the CHL top 10, CFL division final notes, odds, and news, Thursday night football tonight, the Dallas Cowboys. Without Mike McCarthy, visit the New Orleans Saints. And, uh, and more Vanier Cup talk. But in the time we have left, because you're in Vancouver, can you please tell me what's the buzz? You've been out, you've been getting around. What is the buzz on the Vancouver Canucks? So they did win it. They did beat Ottawa, but everybody beats Ottawa. So what's the buzz out there? That was a reprieve, you know. It was um it was a it was a nice night. I watched that game too. I thought the Canucks played pretty well. Did some things they didn't normally, they don't normally do, which is get the special teams going. I think they killed off a five on three, scored on the power play. So Maybe they turned the corner. Now it's one game and it's the Ottawa Senators. But no, the buzz out here is, is more of the same that we're hearing. It's rippling across the country, right? They're upset. And it's not just that they're upset. They're highly critical of the, of the organization. They're, they're not really that patient because they've been patient. They've, had, they've waited a long time to get a good hockey team here on the coast. And I think they're ready for a change. Mm. And I don't think anybody you know, disagrees that they want Jim Benning out. They think it's time for a change at the top. You know, I'm not really getting a good feeling, uh, you know, as to what they're thinking about Travis Green, but we know that the Canucks are looking at replacements for Travis Green. We know they're trying to make a move, but they don't want to make a move without knowing, you know, who's going to come in and, and step in behind the bench for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. But change is imminent, and you can feel that out here. You know, it's amazing when the New York Rangers hired their new head coach, Gerard Gallant, and by the way, look what they're doing. I mentioned they won again tonight over Philly. I think they, they've won four in a row. How many good coaches are literally out there? Like when there's a coach firing in the NHL, there's like four names that came up for the last yeah. couple of years. Gerard Gallant, Mike Babcock. Is anybody touching Joel Quenville now? Can you? I mean, not yet. I'm not even going there. Not even, yeah, not yet. Too soon? Too soon. So it's like <laughs> literally if you're firing Travis Green, 
who are you putting in there? I mean, it's it's a legitimate question. Who saw Dave Hackstall's name on the board for the Seattle Kraken? And having said that, I know. they're coming off a pretty good week. The warm-up's brought to you by E. Cole Electric. Come see our sales staff and in-house specialists for all your electrical needs, E. Cole Electric. The Week 9 CHL Top 10 shifted a little bit, but how about the Winnipeg Ice, number one again in all of Canadian junior hockey. The Winnipeg Ice. They've only got one regulation loss all year. And how about this goal differential? They are plus 81. The Winnipeg oh Ice. And yes, Matthew Savoy and Morgan Geeky not invited to the World Junior Trio Camp. Can't figure that one out. Here's your graphic. Number two, the Kamloops Blazers. Number three, the Everett Silvertips. Number four, the Edmonton Oil Kings. What a battle this is going to be this spring. Are you I kidding know. me? In the dub playoffs. And then out west, London Knights, where we're very big in London. Say hey to all the viewers out there watching on Rogers Cable on Game Plus TV. Number six, the Charlottetown Islanders. Charlottetown, a lovely town. Number seven, the Gatineau Olympic. Gatineau, a lovely town. They're all lovely towns. Number eight, the North Bay Battalion. Number nine, the Sherbrooke Phoenix. Number 10, the Hamilton Bulldogs. They came out of nowhere. The Bulldogs, I think. And honorable mentions go to the Kingston Frontenac, Guelph Storm, and Patty Waz Quebec Rampart. I got to think that God's team, the Regina Pats, are right on the lip of the cup there uh, for honorable mentions as they get back to work this weekend. This has been the warm-up for Ecole Electric. Looks like all football when we come back, so stick around, everybody. Big weekend coming up in the CFL. Big night tonight in the NFL. Big weekend in college football. That's all coming your way next. You're watching the RP Show from Langley, B.C., beautiful South Florida. We're on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. The Christmas lights are out. That is Trinity Western University in beautiful Langley, British Columbia, where the moose joins us. And there's going to be a few guests sliding into his chair uh, in moments. This Taco Time viewer takeover starting it a little early here. Uh, Randolph Charles is watching in Ontario. He says, hey, Rod, you and Moose always mention 11-11. And I always meant to ask, what does it mean? Uh, look it up. Google it, Randolph. And then get back to us with what you find. I'd be very interested with what you find. Uh, Chris Bird watching in King City, Ontario says, look for the Argonauts to move a pile of players off of their various and sundry injured lists for this weekend's game. Hashtag go Argos. Yeah, it's East Final Weekend in the CFL. I could see that our viewers were just they chomping at the bit, as they say, to talk about the CFL stuff. So if we could bring the moose back in from Langley, British Columbia. East final. The lines have not changed. The betting lines, Darren, from our friends at betregal.net. Okay. Hamilton at Toronto in the East final. It is Argos favored by one. Sask at Winnipeg in the West final. Blue Bombers favored by eight. You saw in the news that the Rough Riders have one member of their staff who's not going to be able to participate in the playoff game because of lack of COVID vaccination status. I've been led to believe that is a coach. 
That's what I've been told. I'm not sure if that's entirely true. The team has not and will not confirm it. But as Craig Dickinson did say yesterday, they knew that the coach or the member of the staff was not vaccinated. This is not a calamitous situation on the Winnipeg. But I'm just saying I heard that it was a coach that wasn't vaxxed. And that may or may not be true. It's just the report that I got. Now, I told you yesterday that BetRegal.net has put posted futures odds for the Grey Cup itself. Winnipeg is minus 110. Both Hamilton and Winnipeg, same odds, plus 365. And Saskatchewan, <coughs> fourth ranked of the four teams that are still alive at plus 470. So I don't know about the point spread, if that's going to get the riders motivated at all, that the Bombers are favored by eight. But the fact that they are the lowest ranked from the betregal.net odds makers, I can't think would sit very well with them. Again, it's going to take everything they have to go into Winnipeg and win, and maybe a little bit of this motivation won't hurt. Did you think this will even reach their ears, Darren? This might. This might. You know, being fourth, you know, in this futures odds at Bet Regal. I think that's that's part of it for sure. You know, and the problem is it's because they've got the toughest road to get there. They've got to go through the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, right? So that's mm. that's why they're the least odds, right? When you look at, at out east, it's, it's kind of a toss-up, right? It's a bit of a pick -em. So even though Toronto's favorite at home and has the season series, so, you know, that might, you know, do it when you can say, look at nobody's thinking we can get there and win the, win the Grey Cup. So that might bring them all together. I could see it. Even though our Build the Bank Challenge, Build Your Bankroll Challenge is up with BetRegal.net, you can still go and play the Play Free Sports Book for free. You get 1,000 BetRegal points a month. I do it. You do it. And we do have a winner from our Build the Bank Challenge, which I think we'll be getting on the air potentially tomorrow. Our winner will make uh, their choice. Do they want Grey Cup tickets or a pair of premium CFL tickets to a game of his or her choice next season so we got to ask our viewers to stay tuned for that we do have a winner thursday night football as i no mentioned deal. it's dallas they're gonna play dealer no deal right dallas at new orleans tonight uh by the way we'll preview that game a little later on um because i'm gonna move you out of here in a minute i just want to get your take on the vanier cup i've completely changed my plans i'm going to the panthers tonight and the buffalo sabers because i'm not gonna watch the Blues and the Panthers on Saturday because they play at 1 at FLA Live Arena. The Blues and the Panthers play at 1, as do the Western Mustangs and Saskatchewan Huskies. And I can't miss my guy, Perry Nias, my best friend, his son, quarterback in the Saskatchewan Huskies, Mason Nias, on Saturday in the Vanier Cup. Darren, I hope everybody's around their television watching it on the CBC 1 p.m. Eastern on Saturday because this is what memories are made of. You have to. You have to watch it. It's going to be outstanding. You know, and there's so many storylines. You look at Saskatchewan getting back here. It's been a long time. You look at Western, they were kind of dominant out east. But they had the playoff matchup two years ago, and Western beat Saskatchewan. So Saskatchewan's looking for a little bit of revenge. It's a national championship, right? A university football. So Saturday, it's going to be great. I think the Huskies, they're a little bit bigger, I think, along both of the uh, lines. They play prairie football, right? So I think uh, it's going to be so much fun. I've been reading all the articles. Harry's actually been sending them me too. To me, so it's awesome. And I can't wait. Yeah, I've been reading them too. So anyways, hey, Moose, we'll check back in with you an hour or two. What do you say? Sounds good. Sounds good. Text line is open. You can reach us here at 902-518-3033. Again, 902-518-3033. Up for grabs, a $50 gift card to Taco Time. 
for the best comment of the week. Sports update, the Chicago Cubs have landed one of the top remaining free agent starting pitchers. Chicago agreed to a $71 million three-year contract with righty Marcus Stroman. The former Blue Jays ace gets $25 million in each of the next two seasons and has a $21 million player option for 2024. And then, of course, the owners locked the players out as of midnight last night. Montreal Canadiens forward Brendan Gallagher and defenseman Sammy Niku have entered the NHL's COVID-19 protocol. That came down this morning. The Canadiens said this morning both players are being monitored closely by team doctors. And having said that, the Habs are slated to take on the Colorado Avalanche tonight at the Bell Centre. The Habs looking to bounce back after dropping an 8-3 decision last night in Toronto. Also tonight, the struggling Senators look to snap a six-game slide when they visit the Carolina Hurricanes. And the Calgary Flames look for their sixth win in seven games when they visit the L.A. Kings in NHL play tonight. Calgary one point behind Idle Edmonton for top spot in the Pacific Division. And the Raptors are home to Yanis Antetokounmpo and the defending NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks tonight. The scuffling Raptors are a lousy 2-8 and eight at Scotiabank Arena this season. The sports update brought to you by our friends at Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games. Book your group or business Christmas party now for the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Well, one half of the show, one half of the show comes to you from Langley, British Columbia today. And we welcome two members of the Trinity Western Spartans Athletics Organization, if you will, Athletics Department, Allison Jackson. She's Canadian 1500 meter running champion. And Natalie Gobriel, she's the head therapist out there. Both are Olympians. They join us from the showroom. Good morning, ladies. How are things out in beautiful Langley, BC? Good. Yes, dry day. It's doing great. <laughs> yeah, I heard I, I heard it's been raining. Been raining all week long. Allison, I want to start with you, if you don't mind, because I got this story from the hockey coach, Barrett Croft, a close friend of mine, and that's why our show's coming from out there. Your story, Allison, the Canadian champion running, but then you've made the switch to top level biking, like racing. Uh, tell me a little bit about your athletic story, if you don't mind, and how Trinity Western plays into all of that. Yeah. Um, you know what? I never, when I was a kid, never imagined uh, that I would be a cyclist. Growing up in rural Alberta, hmm. there are no people on the bike, um, just tractors and um, a lot of bison. Uh, but uh, I had a multi-sport background. Um, I came to Trinity uh, on a running and swim scholarship. It was doing triathlon at the time. Really, um, yeah, became a runner and developed as a as an athlete and uh, a good person in the Spartan complete uh, athlete philosophy. Um, I and, th to that. <laughs> and then uh, from there, yeah, I. Uh, um, when I graduated, I just wanted to be a professional athlete. I knew I had talent, um, whether that was going to be running or, uh, cycling or triathlons. Um, I had the Olympic dream and, um, yeah, I had entered some bike races and won and, um, got a, a walk on spot contract offer and then, uh, went from there and I've, yeah, it's been a great fit ever since. Well, congratulations. And I love the Canadian half tuxedo thing you go on, got going on. Natalie, please tell me your athletic story too, how it relates to Team Canada and how Trinity Western has been a part of that, if you don't mind. 
Yeah, of course. I mean, I got connected with um, Team Canada softball when I was um, still living in Ontario and I had just finished schooling and started working professionally and I was playing softball on a club team. And one of my coaches was um, affiliated with the national team and they needed some extra help in the profession. And so I went out to a camp and I just assisted them. And then ever since then, I've kind of been part of the program and just developing my role, starting off um, just as an assistant coming in. And then over the years, taking over in 2017 as their lead therapist. And so I moved out to Trinity in 20 or 2006. And so I kind of transitioned um, my profession out here and then was a part of Trinity. And those two kind of aligned each year in terms of working at Trinity Western. And they're supporting me in terms of working with Softball Canada as well over those years. Wow. Well, good for you. And congratulations on all the success. And you're obviously very well at home on the uh, West Coast. Allison, please tell me about the athletic side through the pandemic, how you've been able, were able to train and stay a top level athlete all while social distancing. I know about the financial component. It's difficult in the good times. Can't imagine what it was like in COVID times. What's the last couple of years been like for you as a high level athlete? Yeah, I have to be super grateful that as a cyclist, um, I perform my sport and training outdoors and can do that mm. on my own. Uh, so I was able to, yeah, really put in actually a lot of training miles um, while a lot of the events were postponed or canceled. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, at that time was stuck in Europe and all the flights had been canceled. Um, so yeah, that I mean, as athletes, we learn how to adapt and how to pivot. And I think that basically as an athlete, I have a lot of tools in my tool belt that allowed me to adapt to um, the global pandemic and to, to see what, what opportunities um, we could find in this, the hard situation. Well, good for you. Not only have you survived, but it looks like you've thrived. And Natalie, for you and your role as the top therapist out there, how would you say that the athletes have come through it and the school itself? Because uh, you got the number one volleyball, men's volleyball program in the country. The men's hockey team's now starting to roll. Um, how's, the, how's the school come through this athletically, in your opinion? Yeah, I think Training Western did a fantastic job kind of working through the pandemic and keeping the athletes engaged. I think BC was really fortunate in terms of where our numbers were throughout the pandemic and there were less restrictions than there were in our other provinces in Canada. And so whenever there was a new kind of policy that came out or provincial health order, we really worked hard with um, our public health nurses and our team on campus to see what was possible to keep our athletes engaged. And so we knew that obviously physical activity and the is really important both physically and mentally for our athletes. And I think every time something came out, Trinity really did their best to keep our athletes kind of, can they get into the weight room? Can they get on court? Can we do even just individual skills, anything to kind of keep them kind of active and obviously physically and mentally engaged in that side of things instead of isolated in their own homes and those types of things. So I think Trinity was fantastic in the way they approached it. Um, we were able to participate for the majority of the year until the restrictions were really tight coming into the January of 2021. And so they were able to compete in the fall doing exhibition games. There was obviously lots of precautions that were put in place, but the athletes did a great job to adhering those to adhering to those ones. Um, but at the same time, the school did a great job to making sure that they can participate in their sport as much as possible. Well, ladies, uh, Fantastic job. I appreciate you coming out this morning. Thanks for representing the school and the country so well. And uh, happy holidays and have all the best in 2022. It looks like it's going to be a big one. 
You betcha. <laughs> it's going to be great. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Allison and Natalie joining us from Trinity Western Athletics in Langley, British Columbia. When we come back, we'll talk about this Thursday nighter in the National Football League. Cowboys at Saints. Cynthia Freeland joins us from the NFL Network. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network across all 10 provinces and 31 states, live on YouTube, streaming in 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. RP show continues. It's a live look in Trinity Western University in Langley, BC. My portion of the show coming to you from sunny and beautiful South Florida, where the Miami Dolphins have won four in a row. We're going to talk some NFL now. I see that a lot of our viewers are very hopped up on the Canadian University Championship, which will be played on Saturday. Laval is the place. Saskatchewan versus the Western Mustangs are the opponents. We'll get to that a little later on. On the Thursday nighter tonight, it's the Dallas Cowboys at the New Orleans Saints. America's team favored by six as we welcome in NFL Network's data science expert, Cynthia Freeland. Appreciate uh, it seeing you. Hey, Cynthia, it has been since week one in the NFL season since we've chatted, and a whole lot has gone down since. I'll first say good morning to you, and uh, how are things with you on this fine Thursday? Things are great. Thank you so much for having me. And so much is, I can't, first of all, how is it week 13 already? It's flown by, but yeah, so I know. a lot has happened and, for sure. And how the worm has turned in a lot of ways for a lot of teams. But if you don't mind, can we start with tonight's Thursday night of the Cowboys and the Saints? And I, you know, I was reading the matchup here. The Saints have won 10 of the last 13. The past two have been decided by three or fewer points. Saints have not lost to the Cowboys in the Superdome since 2009. In your role with the data science and analytics, how much does history like this go into the predictions that boldly that you so boldly make on a daily basis? Um, unless they have like similar personnel or the same personnel, which they don't, um, then it's kind of a mm -hmm. fun note, but it's not really helpful in terms of predicting the outcome of tonight's game because the personnel matters. And by the way, the Saints are missing just a bunch of them. I was just reading a laundry list. No Alvin Kamara, no Teron Armstead, Ryan Ramchek, uh, Tano Passenwatt. Like all of these guys are just gone. So it's going to be a difficult matchup for the Saints who are so shorthanded. Absolutely. Well, which is fine because I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan and they've lost three of four coming into the game. But I guess without asking, you know, you don't ask the hot dog maker what goes into the hot dogs. but how often do you get asked your formulas for, for your, again, bold predictions? You must be getting, you must get asked that quite often. Yeah. And I'm happy to share. I mean, if someone wants to go do their own, then they should like, it's, it's fun. So, you know, ultimately <laughs> what goes into it are, you know, uh, our historical reference points, and that could be up to last week. Right. So there are some elements of, you know, what does this year's team look like and what does this year's opponent look like? And how does this game stack up? Where are the, pain points where are the things where someone has an advantage over another side of the of the of the ball right so essentially you're matching up like what you might see tonight and what you might see you know based on a historical reference framework of lots of times when you saw similar things what were the outcomes in those games and that helps inform what's most likely to happen in this game 
some questions from the viewers, if you don't mind, Cynthia. Nelson Hakowicz wants to know, is your game day morning segment with Rachel dressed as Steve Mariucci your single greatest TV moment ever? What can you tell us about I that? I mean, probably. If we don't get an Emmy for that, I don't know if I'll ever get one. <laughs> I mean, well, you I'm sure you get asked this a lot too. Are you having as much fun on game day morning as it appears that you have? It just seems to be just a rollicking riot every week. It's truly a great show. Like it's I would actually argue that what you don't see is even funnier than what you do see. Like the stuff that, you know, we are doing in the breaks is just sometimes we gotta pull it together. Like they're doing like, okay, stop. Okay, can someone just stop laughing? Okay, stop laughing. So we do have a good time. Good. Well, hey, I got to ask you this too. I mean, just with the performances, analytics aside, let's just go with actual game data. Do you feel that Mac Jones, the 15th overall pick by the New England Patriots, was in fact the best pick of the round one of the five quarterbacks that went? Or are you, do you have to factor in the talent around him, the schemes and all the rest of that? I mean, you must have spent some time thinking about that question because it's coming up a lot. Yeah, I do think Mac Jones will end up winning Offensive Rookie of the Year, primarily because he's a quarterback, mm. and that seems to be the way that this all works out. You know, quarterbacks tend to win that distinguishing, you know, that that accolade at the end of the season. So, interestingly enough, I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. I mean, we don't even know who Trey Lance is. You know, we we haven't seen much from him. Zach Wilson's been very injured. I have no idea what's going on down in Duval County, but. I don't think this is what Trevor Lawrence will end up being in the league. And Justin Fields has had a lot of, he's had a horrible O-line to work with. So I would say we're just scratching the surface at, as to what's going on in this year's class of quarterbacks. And that's kind of how it should be. So we'll see what happens. You got to give them a couple of years. And you also have to remember that, you know, I, I don't know if I would have wanted to stand behind that O-line for Jacksonville. I mean, it's a scary situation for some of these guys. So got to give it a little bit of time for them to really get their whole kind of body of work out there so we can see who ends up being the guys who can really win you games or who's just kind of a flash in the pan. Trevor Lawrence has been running for his life since the second he stepped on the field in that first preseason yes, game. Is. Even yeah. in training camp, he's been running for his life. Yeah, exactly. We have a viewer in Edmonton, John Kirby, who's begging me to ask you your thoughts on a Canadian survey. The results were released yesterday saying that Canadians don't want the NFL in Canada. And that's not totally true. They not opposed to the NFL in Canada, but they don't want to see the CFL die. Cynthia, do you have any history with Canadian football? Have you been to Canada? I mean, what's your thoughts on the NFL in Canada as a league and an entity? Because NFL Canada is a pretty big thing. It is a company. But your thoughts on, on all of that? So I grew up in Michigan. So of course I've been to Canada. Like I grew up, you know, we went to Canada a lot. Um, and I have definitely, I've, I have attended, um, I've watched a lot of Canadian football on, like on, you know, on when I track for players, but also Quinton Porter, who I went to Boston College with, you know, he had a couple, he, he spent some time up there as well. So I've been to one Rough Riders game. It was very fun. So it was, it, it's more than maybe most people who talk about football in the U.S. So I, I'm a big fan of that. And I think it's good to have the CFL for a number of reasons, but not the least of which is because it's pretty pure. Like these guys want to be there because they're having fun and you're not, they're not breaking the bank there. And then that's, everybody likes to see someone just enjoying themselves at a game. So I don't want it to die either. And, and I think the NFL, I think two things can coexist together, right? I think. We've seen that in other areas and 
The hard part about a non NFL entity for football is we've seen two examples of large scale failures, the XFL twice and the Alliance of American football once. And that people are like down on if it can exist or if to, if there's enough, you know, potential for both. And I think that both can exist and I think they should. So, you know, I, I hope that we get NFL in Canada and we get, you know, and it maybe actually could even have the net effect of making the CFL more popular. Wonderful answer. You're clearly not just a numbers geek. Uh, very well spoken too, Cynthia. I appreciate that. And Quentin Porter, by the way, I called his games Hamilton Tiger Cats, right? You glossed over that. You were at a Rough Rider game. I was the voice of the Rough Yeah, I was the voice of the Rough Riders for 20 years. So I'm thinking maybe we were at the same game. But yeah, Quentin uh, was a, was not a bad Hamilton Tiger Cat, uh, to be honest with you. Let me, my last question for you on this is your Sunday morning NFL game day uh, situation. When do you get in there? When do you um, get all set up and everything? When do you fly into LA? Well, I live in LA, so um, I drive ah, in and I have easy. to be in at 5 yep, a.m. So get a nice 4 a.m. wake up call in by 5. And then we have just tons of fun until 10 a.m. right until game starts. All right, good stuff. Well, we've got somebody here to fix the fridge, so i got to let you roll, Cynthia. I appreciate the time. We'll be watching on Sunday. Thanks, as always, for coming on with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Cynthia Freeland from NFL Network joining us on the RP Show. When we come back, taco time, viewer takeover. You are watching the program from sunny South Florida today on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube live streaming, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Our Peace Show continues. It is time for Taco Time Viewer Takeover. That is a live Look in Trinity Western University in Langley, B.C. That's where the moose is. This is the second of three straight days for uh, him out on the West Coast. And I continue from the East Coast where it is game day. Tonight, the Florida Panthers welcoming the Buffalo Sabres. Very much looking forward to that game tonight. That is obviously my featured game of the night. Dallas Cowboys at New Orleans Saints. Uh, 10 in the NHL tonight in uh, one in the NBA that we're all paying attention to. That's the Toronto Raptors home to the defending NBA champion, Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, a couple things I want to mention. It is taco time viewer takeover. Canadians love local. Don't you know? Go loco, eat local. Taco time uses fresh ingredients sourced in Canada. Our beef, chicken, cheddar, cheese, sour cream, and Mexi fries all made in Canada. As was I, as is probably you. Approved. And we also welcome, approved. And we also welcome a brand new partner. Can you guys ring the bell? Do you have something that we can ring in the bunker? It is Tough Tribe for Men. <laughs> yeah, it all works. Tough Tribe for Men was designed to meet the unique demands of clean professional grooming. The warm scent of a gentleman shampoo teams up with an invigorating, cool peppermint conditioner. Top that off with a little beard and hair pomade to start your day feeling fresh and confident. 
just sounds amazing, doesn't it? You can order yours today at toughtribeformen.com. That's the number four, toughtribeformen.com and Amazon Canada. Tough Tribe for Men kickoff giveaway start started yesterday. We'll continue it today. We're giving away each day a $150 gift box full of products from Tough Tribe for Men. Just text two words, Tough Tribe, to our text number 902-518-3033. Tough Tribe. And we'll randomly pick a winner each day, and you'll all be notified by Friday. So, because it is viewer takeover, um, we were talking yesterday about the flagship um, franchise in the Canadian Football League. And holy smokes, this morning on our group Zoom call that we have with our staff, Nelson Vo, our uh, content creator, said, well, we really lit it on fire with the Winnipeg-Saskatchewan comment. If you go to our Facebook page, at the Rod Peterson Show, hundreds of comments from fans from all teams in the CFL, why their franchise is or isn't considered the franchise, uh, flagship franchise of the Canadian Football League. Larry B., this is my preamble to this, Larry B. writes is from Edmonton. And he says, Calgary will never be considered as a flagship franchise as long as they call McMahon Stadium their home. That dump is the worst in the league, and it's not close. Spicy. Signed, Larry in Edmonton. I think next time we'll have to bring up, and maybe tomorrow, or I guess we could do it next hour too, which is brought to you by Great Western Original 16 Beer. What are the criteria for the flagship franchise? We all understand, we all understand that Calgary is the flagship franchise winning and losing. We get that. But nobody would call them the flagship franchise. Um, Gaylord writes us from Valmarie, Saskatchewan, the home of Brian Trotche. We're in the last minute of play of hour one, by the way. Gaylord says, your NHL top five teams is laughable for its glaring omission of the league's top winning percentage team. <laughs> Gotta love RP's clickbait journalism. Well, I got you to watch, didn't it? How about that? From Cynthia in Pittsburgh. Good morning, gentlemen. You both look fabulous as always. Let's have a great show. Nothing goes better with my morning coffee than Rod and Darren. More comments coming up in hour two. Stick with us, everybody. It's the RP Show. We'll return after this timeout on Game Plus Television. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.